Good evening, good evening to you, beloved. This is Speak Life Radio. I'm going to tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome to Speak Life. Praying all is well with you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. Praying all is well on this uh, 17th day of January, 2023. Okay. Let me get this together. So good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. So I am lifting up my whole household. I am lifting up myself with my household. I'm lifting you up with your whole household in the name of Jesus. I am lifting the camera. I am lifting the kingdom family. Oh, just give me some drums, okay? Lifting the martyr saints, the persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers, lifting them, lifting up their families in the name of Jesus and praying grace and mercy and endurance, endurance and comfort and courage for all of us in the name of Jesus. Yes. So I'm lifting up children worldwide. I am lifting travel mercies worldwide, wherever we may be, wherever we may be going, wherever we may need to go in the name of Jesus. I pray peace meets us there. I pray we leave with peace and peace also meets us there in the name of Jesus, in Christ Jesus. So I'm lifting up the saints of God, lifting up the body of Christ, lifting up the sons and the daughters, the call, the chosen, the elect, the remnant in the earth, in the name of Jesus. So Father, I come to you and I thank you. Help me, Lord. Yes, help me, Lord. I thank you for being God all by yourself. That I truly thank you for being God all by yourself. And Lord God, I pray that you're glorified. I pray that you're exalted, you're lifted up. I pray that you're present and I acknowledge you. So I know you will direct my path, direct my words, direct my heart. So I need, I lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways. Yes, Lord God, I open and I give you access in the name of Jesus down to my core. Father, I pray your word is rooted in us from on high and that we have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church lord god and that we hold dear your word not releasing it but holding dear so we're built for this and we are doers and hearkeners and i pray you bind up everything in spiritual realm and in the flesh that will be a distraction that is a weapon against your ministry in Jesus' name. So good evening to you, beloved. Praying all is well with you in the name of Jesus. So what I came to talk about is identity training. Can't talk about identity training. Did I type anything? I think I did. Um, changing our man coat. So I got this this morning. 
So why am I here now? Listen, I am learning to budget my time, okay? And speak like that a little bit pushback now. So it is what it is, okay? It look like it's bright day because me and this adjustment is just not, you know, working out. Adjustment for the camera, it's just, but it's going to be what it's going to be. So, yes, right here with this guy. So, identity training. So, what I was, I'm just going to be transparent and honest. What brought this on? So, I was um, online. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I noticed there was someone and um, I was like, okay, but they wasn't close enough to the camera. So I was like, okay. And it, it just, you know, I've seen and, and this is the first time I looked at the name because all this long, I was like, okay, she's, you know, yeah, she just, okay. But when I looked at the name, I said, wait a minute. So what I started thinking about, and this is something years ago, the Lord showed me and he gave me, you know what? Hold on. That's what I looked at when I was praying. Uh, years ago, after I received Christ, the Lord explained something to me. I was in my second home at the library and these two guys came in and you know, they were confused about being men. And so they was dressed as women. And so, but what the thing is, they started teasing people and I was one of the people and I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. Hold up now, wait a minute. And I think I did say something. I don't remember. I really don't remember. But what God showed me, he said, that's pain. That's pain. You have to be able to identify pain. You know pain when you see pain. You know pain. Matter of fact, I know I said something, I think. You know pain when you see pain. I, yeah, Carleen said something. I didn't quite know Rachel at the time. I mean, Rachel was on my page, but I had not yet accepted that identity. But um, that's what the Lord said. You know pain. Even, you know, and, and, and this is going to hit some people right here. Even with all these tattoos and all these piercings. That's pain. It's just like drinking. And some people drink before they get a tattoo and stuff. Drink before they get pierced. Because it's pain. God talks about the mutilation of the body. Because that's what a tattoo is. It's mutilation of the body. And that's pain. You know, I've worked with a lot of children in group homes when I was in my field, right? And I've ran across cutters because of the pain. The pain. So they cut themselves to mask over the inward pain 
So it's the same thing with tattoos. It's pain. When you start to see people all over their faces and all over, that's a self thing. And it's not a self-love. It's pain. And many times it's unspoken pain. It's unspoken pain. Nonetheless, it's pain. Now, somebody, I love to get tattooed. Nobody loves to just go and get cut up. That's pain. Mm -hmm. And if we be honest with ourselves, the person that would get offended, you may think I'm going to call out your pain. Because it's pain. It's pain. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's different ways to mask pain. This is why many of us start drinking. This is why many of us are on drugs. This is why, because of pain. It's because of pain. So, I didn't know it was going to go in this direction, right? But, it's pain. So, when I saw the picture and I saw the name, and then I really paid attention to the pictures and the posture and the, and the built, I said, yeah. Mm -mm. I mean, I knew something was different about the picture, but they was far enough from the camera so you can't see. But it's it's pain. Let me tell you something. It don't take courage. It does and it doesn't. But it takes a lot of pain for a man to try to transform himself into a woman. That's a lot of pain. And that pain can stem from another man that triggered that pain. It can. It could come from bitter women too. It could come from bitter women. It can. Because a lot of times when we're training up our children, we, it's like, you can be like, you you have the children that you got life and then you might have a separation or the other, the other one walks out and just leave you, some people leave them abandoned. I mean, some people literally are left abandoned in, in different cities or states with no money or no phone, no nothing. Um, it could be any kind of situation and you could be going through together. And then, and then one day they just up and disappear and leave you with one or multiple children. And many times, whilst we are training up these children and we're going through stuff, we could be worried about how we're going to take care of the children. We could be, a lot of things could be going on, like, or people witness their children being abused or they're, they're abused and the children. And so a lot of this time, one of the people or some of the people that get the brunt are the children. They get the brunt of it. And it's natural for most children to want to comfort their parents, especially their mother, right? But when a mother is tore down, sometimes the last thing she wants is to even be touched and even touched by that child because it can start to feel annoying when that child is actually comforting. But that first brush away from that child could change that child forever. That first rejection can change that child forever. Somebody is going to watch this. Somebody's going to watch this. Yeah. So, it's like the words 
even when we don't think our children are listening, the words, the words. So when I saw and I was talking to the Lord, um, I, I didn't even see the picture today. I don't think maybe a day or two ago, but they popped into my mind. So I was, I was talking to the Lord and this pain, it is pain. Even, okay. Been born a woman, been a woman all my life. Right. But stilettos, you're not going to get me in. You're not going to even get me in high heels at this point because I'm so used to flats now that they hurt. To walk in stilettos, three inch, five inch, seven, you train yourself. Some some children start because they see their mothers always wearing those shoes. So some little girls start as soon as they learn how to walk, they got on they got on stilettos because it's a training. But for a man to do that, that has to be painful because the built is totally different. But it's still a training. You still, once you determine, once we make up something in our mind, we're willing to go through whatever, whatever it is. Especially if you have a high tolerance level, you're going to go through it. Any kind of training. I was in here working out, right? And it's like, I love the feeling, but I know sometimes afterwards, it's not going to feel this best. But it's something that I asked I ask God for certain things, and now I'm determined. Since I'm not walking, I have to do something, right? So, but we start to acquire the taste for it, and we start to train ourselves because other things were training. I, I, I remember uh, um, when I was, I had to be, I was an adult. I was in my 20s and I ran across somebody shooting a needle. That's pain. I've worked with women. They want to stop. But once they got that that taste to cover up that pain that many people don't want to deal with. So they're going to do the pain. Just like people, you know, when they're drinking, they drink themselves in the stupor. And they, they, I mean, some people literally, their body is falling apart because of the drinking, their eyesight, everything. But it's worth covering up that, that pain. Most of the time it's stemming from the childhood. The majority of the time, there's something, some type of trauma in that childhood that we can't get away from. The pain. The pain. It could be any kind of addiction. It could be food. It could be sex. It could be no food. Anything where we feel like we can control and overcome the pain. So many of us add pain on top of pain because it's like, okay, after this high doesn't get you high no more and you're still remembering the pain. Now you got to go to a next level high because you want to be so high that you don't even know who you are sometimes. That pain. That pain. You, it, it's it's even people that's addicted to people. They always want people around them. Because it's something they're scared of. 
being alone by themselves. It's a reason why they have that fear of being alone by themselves. So they will constantly surround themselves with people, even if it's people they know that, that don't like them. They will keep what those people want. If they always drink, they're going to keep drinks at their house. If they know the people like to eat, they're going to always be cooking at their house. It's something. It's something to always have people around you. Always have people around you because of that fear of facing ourselves. Mm -hmm. That pain. And this is our identity training. Okay, so the parents are the first with that child. Doctor, parents, all first with that child. So sometimes when, uh, a lot of times, especially, you know, a lot of us are young, we're growing with our children, we're learning as we go, we could be really confused and, and we could be really broken. And so we're training up these children confused and we're training up them broken. And you know, people say these children nowadays, God ain't make no new children. These are still the same children from generation to generation. It may be different things going on. The sky is the same. The sun is the same. The moon is the same. The ground is the same. Same trees growing. Same, same Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The days ain't getting new. The months haven't gotten new. No, it's the same. Same God. Same creator of all. Same word of God. Same enemies. It's all the same. It's where we are with God. So a lot of times we are training, especially this day. Listen, people could get mad at what's being said, but it is the most horrible time for many of us as women to be training children. We're naked. We're tattooed all over the place. We are showing our bodies on, on the internet for your children. To be able to tap on to see that. Your children, the, your, your children can tap on to see you having sex with people. What? Your children. And we don't realize the damage that causes. Your children can tap on to see everything you have on the internet. Your children. Your children can tap on it. Mama, daddy, uncle, everybody can everybody can tap on to see. All of this. Everybody could tap on to see your mama out in the street scrapping. Now I was a I was a scrapper too. But I think by that point, I think I had to stop if I had to. I don't know. But this is identity training. So even where we grow up is a part of our identity training. So if we don't have a a, um, an intersection there if we don't have a break in that because it's our breach is already broken but if we don't have somebody to 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 come into the gap of that child it's a generation on top of a generation and it could be a bitter generation because a lot of time not all children but many say, I'm not gonna do when I grow up, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like that. I'm not I'm when I grow up, I'm going away, I'm never coming back because of the training. The training, what the children are seeing, and it's hurting. 
So it's a whole nother generation that needs to be delivered because if our minds are darkened and God has given us a way to a reprobate mind, how are we going to train the children through a reprobate mind? So I was in here and lately it's been people from my past, like just popping up, um, even in my thoughts. And so today I was thinking about a lady that in, interceded in my life and God was showing me, he was showing me even the most far out person when we just run and run and run and run and run and run from God, the seed, the seed, the seed, the seed. I was so far from wisdom, understanding and in, in. You know, I was I was militant at one point, so you know, you got that intellect and all this stuff, but you don't have no wisdom. You don't have no God. So you're still exposed and you're still doing it through darkness, not realizing you're doing it through darkness and you're doing it through pain. So, you know, we try to build ourselves in other ways. So we we go for doctrine degrees or 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 we go for the top seat in the company or the biggest house we're trying to mask these things but it's still an identity issue there's still an identity issue because we still don't know who we are many people we 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 are training our children to make it in the world but we're not training our children to make it in the gate a lot of times we're training our children to be successful and make it in the world, but we're not training our children for their souls to be saved. We're not doing that. Sometimes we're going to church, bringing our children to church, but to actually model, model salvation and model, model following Christ. That's the disconnect. And so this is why this, this is a large generation that has fallen away from, from the Lord, fallen away from the church, just fallen away. And, and with the down by through their generations, somebody might've been a pastor. Somebody might've been, um, the prayer warrior of the family. Somebody might've been the person that dragged everybody to church, but sometimes it can get overwhelming or they pass on and then you know these days you can't say nothing to people children that's, and they creating little monsters that later on somebody gonna say something to them or you know but it's all in the training but he was showing me the seed he was showing me the seed and many of the people that's going through the worst part of darkness grew up in the church Many other people that knows the that is going the furthest way out, the most extreme, grew up in the church because sometimes their pain is related to the church. A lot of people, their pain is related to the church. Whether they was the ones always getting dragged to the church, whether they the pastor child, they always got to be in the church and everybody teasing them because they the pastor child, especially pastors before hellfire and brimstone. So their lives might have been almost Hades because who they are and it's still identity training because they relate people can relate only pain only pain to God 
all I ever went through, I went through all this stuff and, and I was going to church and you say you got, but all this pain, I was being molested. It might've been molested by church members and, and I'm still in church, hurting, bleeding, dying, dying right in the pew, right in the pew because people don't study and they don't understand sometimes what they're preaching. And so people try to fear people into the faith. They're just fear that brimstone hellfire, which is still a good teaching. I'm a brimstone hellfire type of believer. But the thing is, it's like all this pain in the room and nobody's addressing the pain. The way many others address the pain is they reject that. So a lot of, this is why a lot of closet stuff was created and a lot of closet identity because they know, people know my family's not going to accept this, grandma not, and, 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 and they're going to talk about me. And instead of that healing and deliverance, so it's a pain. And we grow older, not releasing the pain. And this molds our identity. This most identity. You cannot tell me at one time a young lady gonna come in the house dressed like how she uh, how people dressing up. Dressing like how they dressing up. You going in grandma's house like that. Mm -mm. If you do, that'd be the last time you do that. You going into auntie house like that. <laughs> that'd be the last time you do that. You even going before your mother or father. At one time, the parents, you going before your mother or father like that. The neighbors was beating people at one time. I mean, because there was a unity. There was a village. There was a village. Village. And even if they found predators, some people would actually try to kill it because in the Bible, you're supposed to stone people like that. But anyways, it most the identity. And so where we are, we are lost generation because we don't know who we are. And the resentment is against God. Because all this happened, and I was still going to church, and I was still paying my tithes when I can, and and I was, I was still in Bible study, and I was still in Sunday school, and I, and all these bad things happened, and and the preacher telling us how good God is, and and the preacher living better than us, and and all this other stuff. So our identity get lost identity it's like a cross path and the identity gets lost so let me the identity gets lost and there are people they was in the house of god they know they got a call on their life they know this they might have heard it a million times how they got a call on their life but those other identity issues override that. There are people that have spoke things over children and may have tried to push them through that call. God's, God has a perfect time. He has a perfect timing. He does. He has a perfect timing though. But when we tried to make people pastors, and make people evangelists and make people missionaries and make people deacons and make them, make them, make them. And they don't even have the character yet. They don't have the training from God yet. 
but this is what we was doing. So it says here in Judges 13, Judges 13, I'm trying to, um, I know it was Jeremiah, he was in the wrong office. And then you had David, didn't yet know he was a king. You had Moses. Moses at one time didn't know he was going to... Moses is a good example because he was trained up under Pharaoh. Pharaoh's daughter. And so even that was a mistaken of identity because he was a Hebrew. But that was the way of saving his life. So you have Mary Magdalene. She had to be delivered from the devils. Now... That's a transformation. Samson, verse 1, Judges 13, and the children of Israel did evil again. We, we doing evil again, right? Did evil again. So... In the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. Did them 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren. And bare not. You know, a lot of the barren women that God allowed to have children birth mighty people. You, you ever notice that in the Bible? They've been barren and may have been barren the majority of their marriage. But when they are able to give birth, it's not an ordinary person because Samson's mother, you have Elizabeth, you have Sarah, you have Hannah. But once these people birthed, they birthed when God released their womb. Rachel, when God released their womb, it was, it was mighty. I mean, I just noticed that. But anyway, so it says, um, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistine for the years. Verse two. Okay. Uh, and there was a certain man of Zohar of the family of the Danites. Oh, praise the Lord, Lord. I'm going back to that, but let me find what I heard. Right then. So it says, um, and his wife was barren, and bare not. The angel of the Lord, angel of the Lord, thank God for them angels that God send out, them, them holy angels, not the mother one, okay? It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman, isn't that something? And said unto her, behold now, now, behold now, You are barren. Like, dude. Mm -hmm. You are barren and bears not, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Okay, try to think this thing through. Hear it. Now, right now, somebody. Okay, I ain't gonna say that. Somebody getting a promise of some type of birth. Now, therefore, beware. Listen to this. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman 
and said unto her, Behold now, behold now, you are barren and bears not, but you shall conceive and bear, bring forth, carry a son. Now, therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing, nothing of the world, don't eat it. For lo, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite. Now, if you study the Nazarite, they were separated to God, and there was things they didn't, they didn't drink wine. It was just things they didn't do, but they were separated. Jesus came out of Nazareth. So a Nazarite separated unto God. Okay. Um, a Nazareth, a Nazarite unto God from the womb, my Lord separated from the womb. Many of us have been separated from the womb. Some of us have run and some of us stayed in the faith. It says, and he shall begin to deliver. He shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Then the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God, very terrible. But I asked him not from whence or where he was, neither told he me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and now drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing. So if he's coming to tell you that, is it because you was? Or you thought about it, but you can't do it. Can't do it. It says, um, For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Hmm. Then Manoah entreated the Lord and said, O oh my Lord, let the man of God, which did sin, come again unto us and teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. What a beautiful prayer. If we, imagine if we prayed like that. We, we find out the news that we're pregnant, even spiritually. We find out the news that we're pregnant and we go. And then Manoah entreated he entreated the Lord. Everything that we need is in the word of God. If we just mimic what is written. So if we, if we just mimic what is written, it says, entreated to maltreat, dishonor, to endure, to oppress, exercise, my, my Lord, implore or act toward. That, man, man. 
Ask someone earnestly or anxiously to do something. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. To pray. To beseech. To beg. What was I looking at, man? I don't know. Bible dictionary says something. So he employed God. He prayed. Yeah, he, he was asking. He was interceding. Okay? So it says, um, Then Manoah, the father, entreated the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord. Let the man of God, which you did send, he, he, he believed this thing, um, come again unto us, teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened into the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came again unto the woman. Now why? I don't know what's going on with the husband. Okay. Huh. Um, and she, she sat in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. And the woman made haste and ran and showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man have appeared unto me that came unto me the other day. And Manoah arose and went after his wife and came to the man. And said unto him, are you, now see this is, the lady already said this to me, right? Are you the man that's spoken to the wife? Hmm. Okay. And he said, I am. And Manoah said, now, now let your words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Or of all that I said unto the woman, let her beware. She may not eat of anything that comes off of the vine, neither let her drink wine or strong drink, nor eat any unclean thing. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Hey, lady, how you doing? How you doing, lady? Sending love, grace, and peace multiplied to you and your household, lady, in the name of Jesus. So it says, And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, I pray thee, let us detain thee until we shall have made ready a kid for you. And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if you will offer a burnt offering, you must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. So they got instructions. They got instruction. There is people, I, I went to a, um ordination about three, four years ago. And the mother of the person being ordained testified that God had direct her on that child. God had direct her on that child. We have the instructions. We have the instructions. But the pain, we get stuck and we lose our identity because of the pain. And 
the teaching and the the molding the molding that brings me to a word ah it's in hebrews but i just heard this so i'm gonna go to this first the thing is it's not that even what we see in the world right now and even when we want run from the faith it's not that we don't know we do know we know because if you if you grew up in church you already know you already know what the bible said now the issue is the belief and the relationship because many of us sit through preachings and some of us can preach the sermon ourselves because we didn't heard it so many times instead of training growing studying studying is major and many people haven't grasped that even preaching a lot of people have not grasped that some people think they can just go in the word either the morning before they go to the pulpit or the stage or the performance whatever it is and some people think okay the night before but it has to become a life pattern when when we hear saints and they they can even tell you what this word is going to say the first chapter the third verse it's not that they haven't repetitively heard it they have now we have to become it we have to believe so we can get revelation because jesus promised to send the holy spirit so why are we walking in all these other spirits if we if we can quote the bible why are we walking in all these other spirits because the holy spirit and all these other things can't coexist one by one or ten by ten god gonna pluck all these things out this is this is all the stuff that come upon us whether it's on us or in us or both once we formulate an actual relationship it's just like a natural relationship when you get married to somebody and these vows go forth that's supposed to be it you should not still be dating you should not be still shopping for someone because now you're in a marriage you should be building on your marriage this person is supposed to be your life mate your soul mate this i mean so all that other other stuff should go away but how we treat god is how we treat natural so there's many people they get married for all kind of reasons all kind of reasons some people even feel pressured some people are pressured okay and so they never make that connection they never make that connection and they could be out in public smiling they could be holding hands they they might have made a sex connection but they never made that intertwining connection many times because who god put together become one not who we put together and so this is how we treat god you know i know the word but i never make that connection it never become we supposed to become one because we're of the bride so it's still a marriage thy maker is thy husband isaiah 54 and 5 and so we never make that connection we never take on our true i don't know what's going on with the camera right now but lord have your way <laughs> it, it, it belongs to you we never 
maybe there's a presence and look play with it if you want but you about to you about to hear the lord we never make that connection with god we never become one and so because once we become one with the lord the lord have to uphold all his promises all the promises of god are yea and amen this is what it says I don't know. I, I only heard to come here. So I'm going to um, I'm going to come. But he talks about the Nazarite in here. Um, and I'm not quite sure where this is one of these books I don't really like, you know, visiting all the time. Chapter one of Lamentation. How does the city sit solitary? That was full of people. City also represent churches. So how does the city sit solitary? That was full of people. You remember churches were full of people? Okay. How is she, the bride, become as a widow? Like she don't have a husband no more. Thy maker is thy husband. But we live like we don't have a husband. We, we, male and female. Thy maker is thy husband. Hey, cousin. How you doing, cousin? How's it going, cousin? Grace and peace be multiplied to you and your made-up face, girl. Go ahead with it, okay? In the name of Jesus. It looks great. So it says here, how is she become as a widow? How's the church become as a widow? How's the church no longer married to her husband? How's that? How are we going to church and not connecting? How are we doing that? Some people, some people are faithful with going to church, but not faithful with a connection. Some people faithful with reading the word, but no connection. No connection. So we never walk into our identity. We have an identity. We have an identity. We have an identity. It says, she that was great. That's part of our identity. Greatness. She that was great among the nations. You don't remember people being scared of the church? You remember that? I mean, I didn't grow up in church, but when I started going with Miss Sue, I was scared anyway. I was just scared. Now I was so little, but I believe it, it was a holiness church. I believe it was a holiness church. Now that I'm older and I understand, but it was just scary. It was scary. It was scary. It was scary. St. Paul was scary for me too. I was just a scared child anyway. But it says, um, she that was, that was great. The gates of hell shall not prevail. So there's generations falling off. But somehow, the church is, is going to prevail. So the church is going to be built. If we're paying attention, there's more younger people proclaiming Jesus now than, I, and, and it's, it's, it's younger people. It's, it's different races. It's male and female. They are making declarations. They're making declarations. And so they're a set apart though, but we have to embrace that identity because when you embrace knowing Christ, you know, there's a sacrifice. 
when you embrace the identity in Christ, not just say I'm a Christian, but really embrace the oneness with the marriage, because then you know there's a call. And so then you know there's a service. There, there's death when you receive Christ, because we must die. We must die to ourselves to be born again. We won't receive our identity until we're born again. We have to be born again because Nicodemus was teaching. He was a ruler. He was in leadership. And Nicodemus came to the Lord, not knowing him, but he had a conversation. We know that you come from God. We know this, but how, how can I be born again? You're a ruler. You're teaching about God and you don't even know how to connect. You don't even know how to connect with him. That means you never connected. And that means the people that you're teaching, they're, you, you ever notice a child? You ever notice children? I talked earlier about the high heels. You ever notice how children mimic? Children mimic. Even, even new little babies, they mimic. They mimic. And a lot of times, it's even in school, it's repetitious. It's repetitious. But before they even get there, they mimic. You'll hear children saying something you said an hour ago or something, but they heard it and it, it held in them and they mimic. So imagine if we trained our children before they could walk and talk about the scripture. Imagine if we was reading the scripture and, and even halfway breaking it down. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord, you're going to follow the Lord. Imagine that child's going to mimic it. That child, you ever see children shouting in church? Because they, they're mimicking. You ever see children dancing in the world? They mimic it. They mimic. And so we can say a lot of things, but they're watching and they're listening. So they're going to mimic. They're going to mimic. A lot of people became smokers because you remember the candy cigarettes? We mimicked. I was one of the people. <laughs> we mimicked it. We did. So we would get those little candy cigarettes. Sometimes our parents bought it for us. Mm. And we'll just, we'll watch how somebody else held the cigarette. And we'll mimic that. And, and that's how a lot of people ended up smoking. And, and they mimicked. It could be outside of their household, but it's somebody that inspired them. This person, even when it inspired them. So they mimic. This is how you could get people dancing like Aaliyah, Beyonce, and all these people. Because they sit and they watch. And they mimic it. But they have such a high standard for these people. That they mimic. They mimic them going straight to hell. This is how you get suicide. Somebody, somebody mimic. This is how you get all these shootings. They're mimicking. They're mimic because they don't know who they are. They don't. They don't know who they are. But they mimic. That's how you could get a six-year-old going and shooting a teacher. Because they know people shoot their teachers. They mimicked it. They mimic it. Children, that's what that's what we do. And so when we receive Christ, we're supposed to mimic. We're supposed to mimic Christ. That's what. That's how we're being trained. That's our trained identity. So all of this, God said it has to become new. So how do it become new? I got to eat the word. I got to ask God for to come into my heart to have a relationship. Romans 10 and 9. If I confess with my mouth, Lord, that's, that's, the, that's the disconnect. We don't want him as Lord because mm -mm, we want to do what we want to do. And lordship means he's going to own me. Lordship means he's going to be over me. That would it mean. You still have a Lord. You have to get translated from darkness to the light. God translate us from darkness to the light. 
I mean, I know some people think they was born safe, but no, we got translated because he already foreknown. He already foreknew and he predestined and who he called and then he conformed him. He's conforming to the image of his son. So why are not, why we're not being conformed? Why there's no change? Why there's no change? Why is there no change? Why are we still doing the same things that we know? Now there's struggles and it's a process. It's a process, but some of the strongest strongholds should have been broken off of us. Some of the strongest struggles, seriously, because, but the thing is, we're so used to even our leaders in church doing the same thing we do, doing the same thing we do because there's no change because of the connection. So many people know what it sounds like because they mimic. So they preach just like somebody else because they mimic it. They mimic. And so there's no relationship. There's just a mimicking person. Because the ones that's truly living it out, you can tell their life is totally different. Most people don't even want to hear them. Most people don't want to go to them. Because why? They're going to end up mimicking that. I don't want that life. I don't want that. that, that all that pastor talk about is Jesus. And, and he might see me in the grocery store and say, now, now how are you doing? And looking straight at you, you be like, uh-uh. I'm not messing with that man. I ain't going there. Uh-uh. Because he's going to know something. He's going to see or the mother, the church, whosoever. And they're going to come here, baby. You're like, mm, 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 mm. Pew, I'm out of it. Because we don't want, we don't want that identity. We don't want, I don't care how far we've been. I don't care. We could be, our, our heart could have tapped out of here. And, and they had to revive us. We're not too far. God has called us from the dead. He calls us from the dead. He does. He called up from the dead. Nobody can tell me I wasn't dead. Nobody cannot tell me. Living as Carly, I was dead. I was walking, but I was a walking dead woman. I was dead. And so it's like God calls us from the dead, whether it's physically or just spiritually, out of the world, out of the darkness. He calls us. And so when he calls us, it's an expectation. He has an expectation that we're going to mimic. We're going to mimic. So our identity is changed and we have to be trained in our identity mm -hmm. because otherwise we still backslide. We backslide. Preaching, teaching, backsliding. Missionaries, backsliding. Evangelists, backsliding. Because until we come into this marriage, that's what we are. We can't lie. to We, we lying to ourselves. We lying to ourselves. If we know we're still doing the same things. We may get convicted, but at some point we lose our reverence for God. So we might not even get convicted. And then somebody else coming online and say, you, how you doing that? I remember one of my, um, one of my rendezvous in, 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 in marriage and stuff. And uh, yeah, I, I was going, all I heard, I wasn't even in the faith, but I was wooed. And it's like, okay, you're going to be a first lady. I didn't even know what that meant, right? But it sounded good to me. So, yeah, met this brother. And he was a minister, right? He was a minister at his brother's church. Everybody in the family was was halfway on the pulpit. If they was in the choir, if they was a minister or a pastor or something, everybody in the church, literally, out of the 40 people in the church, everybody was ordained by someone. So, I 
I, I meet this 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 gentleman and he told me he was a minister. Now I was still in the world. Okay, so that should have been a red flag for me, which it kind of was. I was like, okay, aren't you supposed to be trying to teach me the Bible or something? No, you 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 do what you want to. So I was like, no, it ain't supposed to go like that, you know. So, but he started cursing. So I said, now wait a minute. You ain't supposed to be cursing. If I'm cursing, you're not supposed to be cursing. Then he starts, I know you smoking cigarettes. No, all these should have been red flags, but hey, you know, I, I was in the world, okay? But it's like, he actually ended up despising me for that short period of time that we know each other because I had an expectation. I was in the world. So why are you doing the same things that we do in the world, but you on the pulpit? And so I said, I'm not going to church. What am I going to church for? If I can, if they can live like me, what am I going to church for? They ain't no, they no different from me. I told the Lord, even when he moved me south, listen, I ain't going to church now. I ain't going to be no Christian. I'm telling you. Because I didn't see the point. You're living just like me. Straight in the world. You're going to tell me I'm, I'm headed to, to hell, but I might see you. In the club with me. So how am I going to hell? But you ain't. What's the difference? Um, what's the difference? What's the difference? I'm messing with him. But you messing with his brother. So what's the difference? There, there has to be a change. God is evident. There's proof in what God says. There's proof. Our identity changes. Our language changes. Our hearts change. Our mind change. Our language changes. How we how we adorn ourselves changes. Because when the inside start to change, it affects the outside. And once we meet Christ, and once we confess that he's Lord, and we believe in our hearts that he's been risen from the dead, once we start getting washed by this word, there is a change. And it's an evident change people can't try to pretend uh -uh. but when it's truly a change there's an evident change and you may be the last person to notice that you're changing but people around you are noticing the change and people around you are going to start to react to that change if they don't want it they're going to still try to call you who you were but now your identity is being trained by the word and the Holy Spirit. You have to come out, train up a child. So he has to retrain us. Those things that we were doing, he's gonna use it. He's gonna use it. Even if it's a man dressed like a woman, he's gonna use that. He's gonna use it because those are the same people you're gonna have to talk to, you're gonna have to minister to because they see you've changed. But they're gonna remind you of what you used to do. And that's your opening right there. You, you remember I used to do that? I was so crazy. Guess what? I met the Lord. Pew! Everybody gonna disappear. But you gotta give that testimony. You didn't do this yourself. God did this to train us, to train us and put on that new man. We have to change. New man, the Holy Spirit comes in. He's the new man. The old man has to get evicted. If we're trying to live out both life, we are lukewarm and he's going to spew us out of his mouth. We better believe that the everything the Lord said is real. People are leaving here. People, And we still being petty with each other over little petty stuff and not even thinking 
my name could get called tonight. Is there any change? When God called me, do I look like him in the spirit realm? Do I look like him in the flesh? Do I look like him? Because many people don't think the outside matter, but it does. If he said we are royal priests, then we're wearing royalty. So why are we walking around here looking like the world and preaching from a holy place on the pulpit looking like a thug? Ah, there's no change. Are we going backwards? Because God said king, a king is royalty. That's greatness. <laughs> royal priests, sons of the most high, most high God, Lord and King, children of promise. That's our identity. We are children of promise. We have a different language. We have a different language because we speak what thus says the Lord, what is written. It ain't just tongues. That's another different language. But you know when you truly have the gift of tongue because it doesn't come from your throat. It comes from your inner man because you've taken on the inner man. No man can teach you that. Let no man deceive you. No man can teach you how to speak God's language. That's the, that, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. We eat angel food. The Bible is angel food. That's what manna is. It's a change. We have an identity of greatness. We have an identity of righteousness. We have an identity of faithfulness. We have an identity of newness. There's a newness. There, our hearts are changed because our flesh is now dead. And all those things that was creeped into our flesh has to come out. And when you start, when the Lord start dealing with you, you realize what you're, what you're into and those strongholds hold on. They hold on. I'm telling you, I was talking to a sister in the church and the curse word. I'm like, Oh, did you hear that? And she's like, yeah, I heard that. That's how you be talking. I'm like, no, no, no. But it had to, it had to come out of me. And it was a struggle giving up lust and sex. That was a struggle. That was a stronghold because I was, that was one of those strongholds from my childhood. So mm, it has to change. It has to change. It has to change. And we're more aware and intentional. We're more intentional about our, our, our ministry. We're more intentional about our testimony we're more intentional about what people witness about us because there's places we won't go if god don't send us to those places to minister there's places we will no longer go there's things we know because the witness is because of the witness it don't have nothing to do with people thinking they're better than people it's god is talking to these people and you can damage your witness and don't realize it this person could can hold you at a, a standard because you say, I'm a Christian. Okay, so they're going to watch and they're going to study to see if your confession and your profession is true or you just like every other Christian. That's that they One person messed it up for everybody. The whole church back because they ran into one person and they may not ever go again. And it's true because I was that person. Uh-uh. 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not going to play with God. That's what a lot of people say in the world. So why am I going to hang out with you and we doing the same things? You playing with God. You playing with God. 
and a lot of people will not come to the to the house of God because they seen too many people dressed up actors going into church, dressed up and acting, acting blessed and highly favored. Okay, it'll show when you are blessed and highly favored. You don't have to tell nobody. You ain't got to tell nobody. They gonna know it. They gonna some people will actually address you like that. They gonna know it. We have to change our identity. And for us that have access, even to these children, they got to see that new man. They got to. Most of them going to run from you. But they know there's a difference. And when people get in trouble, they know who to go to. So I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God. I pray somebody got something out of this. I really do. So I send love, grace, and peace tripled to all of y'all. Love y'all. Peace.